Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the conversation. A couple podcast episodes ago on 108, where I talked about no-fault living and the law of attraction, I mentioned an earlier episode that I did on processing emotions, how to honor your emotions. Well, I went back and searched in order to put the link in the show notes, and I couldn't find it, at least not on this podcast, The Aligned Self. It turns out that I actually did this episode a couple years ago when I was co-host on the Subconscious Mind Mastery. Those episodes have since disappeared. So I'm recreating the episode here and actually adding to it. Always have to improve, be better, more amazing, more fantastic, right? (laughs) At least that's the aim. Now, there was an episode that I did early on in The Aligned Self, episode 67, on death, grieving, and gratitude, that came close in, I talked about the framework uh, of processing your emotion, but as it applied to grief. So if you like this episode, I suggest you go back, if you haven't already heard it, go back and listen to episode 67. The framework for processing your emotions comes right from my playbook, my signature coaching program, The Aligned Self. Because how you process your emotions is so intimately tied to your self-concept, your self-identity. Because our habitual feeling states, our responses, our emotional states are an aspect of how we walk in the world. And one thing I've become intimately aware of after 30 years of coaching is that most people do not have an adequate process for dealing with their emotions, especially ones that are upsetting. And there's a a couple reasons for this. One is that most of the time in your childhood, you're told to override your feelings, to behave, to act, not act up, to act your age. And you've probably heard variations of this. You know, put a smile on your face, stop your crying, stop your belly aching, stop fussing, behave yourself. You don't want to go somewhere? Too bad. We're all going. Get in the car. And those rare moments where you've attempted to explain yourself, you're told not to talk back, to shut up, or what, you know, some variation of that. And what you come away with is that your feelings, your emotions aren't that important. Nobody really cares. So as a consequence, we as human beings tend to learn to stuff our feelings, to put them aside, press them down, put them in the background, not deal with them directly. If you've been on the spiritual path for any length of time or invested in the law of attraction, you've been told repeatedly to live in a high vibe state. And these mucky muck feelings, these feelings of anger and frustration and defeatedness, uh, sadness, those are definitely not high vibe. So we think that we need to push them aside, resist them. And when we do that in the context of being a higher being or having higher consciousness, that's referred to as the spiritual bypass, as if those mucky-muck feelings are too low-vibe to deal with. And you, after all, are enlightened, 
you're going to take the high road, the spiritual bypass. But I'm sure you've heard the phrase, what you resist persists. From the point of view of hypnosis, the mind cannot not think of something. So when you push it aside, push it down, it might not be in your conscious awareness, your conscious focus, but it's still there in your subconscious mind, incomplete. And if it's not processed, it just stays there as a wound, as a trauma. Now, this is where I need to make a distinction. There are many, many events that are traumatic, and many of those we'll agree upon you know, from one person to another. Everyone can look at it and say, yes, that could potentially be a very traumatic event. Yet trauma can occur at multiple levels and is a very personal response, a very individualized response. So what is traumatic to one person, or could be traumatic, it doesn't necessarily cause trauma. How you perceive the situation, what you make that situation, that event, mean about you, that's what causes the trauma, especially if it's never processed. And this is where I need to make a little disclaimer. I am a coach. I'm not a therapist. And so if you have a trauma in your past, something that you've gone through, this podcast is not a prescription. It's suggestive. So how you use this information is your responsibility. And if you feel like you need help, reach out to a qualified professional. And with that said, this episode is not specifically about trauma or traumatic experiences. It's more about processing anger and frustration and disappointment, those types of situations. Although the framework does apply to different areas of your life, Think of it this way. Think of yourself going to the gym and lifting a weight. If you can lift it easily, if you can handle it with no, uh, I guess, too much stress, too much effort, then go ahead. But if it feels like a weight that is heavier than you're comfortable dealing with on your own, then by all means, get help. So back to the spiritual bypass and dealing with these emotions directly. Why don't we do that? Well, frankly it's uncomfortable. And we like to be comfortable. We don't like to have, we don't like to deal with the pain. We don't like to be present to the pain. So we tend to avoid it, push it aside, deny it. Well, sometimes we'll deny that our feelings were hurt. And so as a coping mechanism, we tend to dissociate from the event. We distance ourselves in our mind. It's almost as if we watch a movie. We're not associated to and present to all the feelings. And yet you've heard in popular psychology that it's important to honor your feelings. Now, I've had clients that get upset because their partner doesn't seem to honor their feelings. And while it's preferable that you have a partner, have a friend that has a listening ear that can, that, that at least seeks to understand you, you need to know that it's not their job to understand you. And yet that is one of our greatest needs, to be understood, to be validated, to be heard, to be seen. But the reason that is such a driving need is because we do not typically do that for ourselves. We've been taught, you know, throughout childhood to seek outside validation, the stamp of approval from our parents and our teachers and our peer group. And so one of the gifts that you get from learning this process, going through this process, 
is that you become a mature adult where you can actually process your own emotions independent of the approval out in the world, independent of anybody else understanding you or getting, like getting you. When you get yourself, you don't need anybody else to get you. So the only person that needs to honor your emotions is you. Two quick distinctions here about feelings. What you feel at any given moment is a result of your thinking process. What you picture in your head, what you say to yourself, arrives at a feeling state. Now, this usually occurs at the level of deep structure, at the unconscious level. And what we're typically consciously aware of is a surface-level structure of less complexity. And the process that we'll be discussing addresses both levels. So this process is how to honor your emotions, how to process your emotions, think about your emotions, ask questions about the feelings and sensations that come up in order for you to complete on them. So in this process of completing, you actually develop a relationship or you determine what your relationship is to the event, to other people, and as a consequence, define how you are in the world. The first step in my process, and I call it my process because I've kind of assembled it from different places, and it's my unique approach. Although it may not be totally unique, it could could be similar to other stuff that's out there. So take it for what it's worth. So the first step of the process, you have a feeling, you have a sensation. Let's just say it's a negative vibe, negative sensation, and you first want to acknowledge it. You know, the contrary to this is the spiritual bypass to not acknowledge it, to push it aside. So our first step is to acknowledge it. Yes, I'm angry. Now, what people typically do, though, is say, I'm angry because you did this, which kind of puts the power in somebody else's hands. You're the victim of this other event because this other person did this thing. You're now angry as a result. And this is not in the context of a no-fault life, as discussed in episode 108. So we still want to honor the emotion, though. So let's say that uh, Janet was supposed to fulfill on an agreement, and she missed the deadline, and I'm angry as a result. So the way I want to state it is that Janet missed a deadline. What happened? And then I am angry in response to her missing that deadline. So I own the anger. Janet didn't make me feel angry. I was disappointed. And so that's the first step. I acknowledge that I'm angry. What happened? And I'm angry. The next step or the second step is that I want to completely honor the emotion, meaning that I feel angry. So I'm not telling myself I shouldn't feel angry. But I honor the fact that I had an expectation. I had other plans in place that required Janet to be on time. And it's helpful if you list out all the reasons on why you're angry. Not that they're the truth, but how does it occur to you why you are feeling the way you're feeling? Understanding that the main component here in step two is validating your feeling. You have a right to feel however you want to feel. And even if you don't want to feel angry, acknowledging and honoring what comes up as just what it is. And then we'll work through it. 
So step three, which is an expansion of the honoring process, is that you set a time limit, you set a time frame on how long you get to be angry. Now, this could have been especially upsetting, and you can say, this was so upsetting to me, I plan on being angry for at least a week. And during this time, I'm going to write Janet a letter and just tell her how I feel. I'm going to tell my wife, or whoever will listen. And chances are, my, my wife will listen as long as I own the feeling. But if some of that victimization, some of that, this happened to me, they did this to me, that, that might eke out. So allow it. Validate it. You can even say, this feels like they did this to me on purpose. Because all this uncovering, all this talking and acknowledging will bear fruit in a couple steps. So this time frame you select needs to come from within you. You need to check inside, does it feel appropriate given the circumstances and how you took it, how it impacted you? Does, does a week seem like enough? For instance, the grieving process. I usually allow people to, to select three months to a year. And of course, you can update it at any point in time. It's not set in stone. If you reach the, you know, the end of the three months or the end of the week and you feel like you still need to process it further, then take the extra time. Give yourself extra time. You make the rules on this. Now, I do want to say that I said write a letter, like I was going to write a letter to Janet and tell her just how mad I was. Well, when you write these letters, write them for yourself. Do not send them. In the midst of the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln wrote a scathing letter to General Grant, who had just lost a battle and had massive casualties. And in the letter, Lincoln talked about how disappointed he was in how he might have chosen the wrong person to lead the Union Army. But he never sent that letter. In fact, Lincoln had a whole drawer of letters that he had written and never sent. So this letter that you write is a way for you to process your feelings. What exactly were you angry about? How did it impact you? How did it impact other people? What's the total fallout? How much money did it cost you? How much time? Aggravation? Whatever's there, write it out. And again, you don't have to write it out. It's just one way of dealing with it. You can talk out loud. You can talk to yourself. But talk about how it impacted you. So I may have gotten just a little bit ahead of myself, but this is all in the same process of honoring your feelings. So you decide on a time frame in which you're going to be or validate or honor the anger, the feeling, the frustration, whatever's there. But then you're going to bargain with yourself. You're going to check in your inner wisdom, your heart, and say, okay, I decided on seven days. Could I process this in three days. Is three days enough? And then you get quiet, you check in. How does three days feel? Does three days feel adequate? If you gave yourself three whole days from morning to sunset, would that be enough? And then after checking in with yourself and you get the confirmation that three days would be enough, ask again. If I first originally decided seven days would be enough and then I, I checked in and three days would be adequate. Is it possible that just one day would be adequate? 24 hours, a complete day of being angry and, and really thinking about this and being present to. Now, this is important. You want to be present to the emotion. And what does that mean? 
You want to be face to face with it. You want to be in the impact of it. You want to talk about it, discuss it, feel it. And the interesting thing is, is typically your other than conscious will agree that one day would be enough. After you get confirmation on one day, you can whittle it down even further to, you know, half a day, 12 hours, six hours, one hour, two hours, five minutes. The the purpose of whittling it down or bargaining is to obviously to spend the least amount of time dealing with this unpleasant feeling. But the real purpose of bargaining with your inner self, with your other than conscious, is to build that rapport, to honor your inner self, and go with whatever time comes up for you. What you'll find is the more you practice this, the more you go through the process, is that you'll get better and better. Your other than conscious will get better and better at processing your emotions to the point where you'll get over things almost instantaneously. But... Again, don't be in a rush. Don't be in a rush. Don't push the envelope. Give yourself the adequate amount of time to process your emotion. No more, no less. Now, the next step is where it gets interesting. At least it does for me. Okay, this is the end of part one. I decided to break it up in two equal pieces. And to aid you in this process, I created a worksheet, a cheat sheet, with all the steps on it. And that's available at yesdaniel.com backslash 89. That's yesdaniel.com backslash 89. So I'll meet you in part two. Until then, this is your friend and host, Daniel DeNove, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner directed as you live the epic adventure. <laughs>